This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. We're joined now by Jerry Mayer Judson. Did you have any issues like the, uh, like this when you were in school in regards to cell phones? Um, th- I can tell you just- I didn't. <laughs> Well, um, I know I had my first smartphone when I was in high school because it wasn't a huge issue. Obviously, we had to hide our phones with buttons to text when we were little. We had to when I was in junior high. I know I had one of those slidey ones with a keyboard. So you could you had to like click really quietly under your desk. But if you got your phone taken away, it wasn't the absolute end of the world because the internet we had access to on our phones was terrible. It was rudimentary stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but smartphones, I think I got in there a little bit before there was a bunch of regulation or a bunch of extra social media, a bunch of all these extras yeah. that these kids today have. Yeah. So it wasn't a huge, huge issue. It wasn't you know legislation provoking. But now I can kind of see it a little bit. And then you add to that, as I was alluding to with Rich, Richard, uh, these companies, and I fundamentally believe it, they've made these social media, uh, these social media apps addictive. Oh, 100%. Especially for kids. Yeah. Exactly, right? So there's something fundamentally wrong with that because that is going to be disruptive. And then you get into just comments kids may make about other kids with Snap on Snapchat. Oh, my gosh. And then I think any educators probably had to deal with something like that in school. So I think there's some legitimacy in the conversation um, and something being brought in. I'm not sure what it is. Maybe it's not an outright ban because there are, are a lot of positives, as, Rich, as one of the callers said, that there are kids that are new that sometimes use the thing for the cell phone for translations. Mm-hmm. And as I said, it's mom and dad want to know where your kid is as well sometimes, right? Um, so that's part of the issue. So do give us a call on the buzz line, 604-331-2899. Let's talk about another issue today. I uh, wasn't <laughs> expecting to come back today and talk about Pope Francis, but here we are. <laughs> and I thought he was on kind of a good jag because he has been vocal in, in in more of a progressive way than any pope that I've seen in my lifetime. I come from the well, not come from the church per se, but I went to Catholic school for 13 years, so mm-hmm. I was plugged in to what's <laughs> been going on at the Vatican a little bit. And I was rah rah Pope Francis. I thought he's pretty progressive. Especially, you know, same-sex unions can, with a lot of caveats and hedges, can be blessed. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting. Um, I guess transgender people can be baptized. That's very interesting and new. But he said something today about surrogacy. And Mm -hmm. we have a a clip about it here. Let's take a look. The Pope wants a global ban on a practice that, frankly, helps some couples become parents. Yeah, in a major policy address, he's called surrogacy despicable. International correspondent Giles Gibson is in Rome. He tells us what else Pope Francis said about it. Pope Francis was giving a speech to diplomats at the Vatican when he launched this stinging attack on the process of surrogacy. He described it as deplorable and a grave violation of the dignity of the woman and the child. And he also called for there to be a push by the international community to prohibit this practice universally. Now, just last month, we saw Pope Francis being praised by LGBTQ groups within the Catholic Church after the Vatican announced that same-sex couples can now be blessed by priests. But we can expect the exact opposite 
reaction from those same groups to these comments by the Pope about surrogacy because of course many LGBTQ couples use the process of surrogacy to have children. Uh, this issue has also been making headlines here in Italy over the last several months or so. Now, surrogacy is illegal here in Italy, but the government of uh, the right-wing Prime Minister, Giorgia Maloney, has also been looking to, to toughen up rules around surrogacy, for example, making it illegal for Italian couples to seek surrogacy options abroad and not just here in Italy. Uh, that last little bit, that last comment at the end about uh, seeking surrogacy um, uh, solutions abroad. When I was living in India back in 2008, 2010, I did a whole series on wombs for rent. Wombs for rent. Yes. Westerners would come to India and uh, a surrogate in India would be hired to carry the child. Huh. Now, women in India generally are vegetarian. Uh, they don't drink or smoke. They're healthy. Uh, and so it's a massive business. I think it, uh, there was one estimate close to $2 billion a year. Oh, yeah, massive amount of clinics. And they also do IVF, in vitro fertilization. So I get where uh, the, the Pope is talking about it's turning into a business, uh, but it's very controversial comments nevertheless because of the fact that People want to be parents, right? People want to be parents, and there's a million and one different ways to be a parent. And I don't kind of understand. I think that having it involved in a contract, I think that's kind of okay. But I looked into it. I snooped a little bit. Mm -hmm. And in Canada, um, so it's, yeah, banned outright, obviously, in Italy and uh, in Spain as well. In Canada, it's illegal to pay, offered to pay, or advertised to pay a person to be a surrogate. Surrogacy itself is not banned as long as it's altruistic. So I would wonder yeah, how that, he would feel about altruistic surrogacy. They, well, there's, it's also great. That's the, the way you've described it tells you there's a huge gray market out there, oh, right? Oh, yeah, Absolute, big time. Right? And even in the case of India, I remember it was one case where a couple were uh, uh, had hired somebody. Uh, the woman was pregnant, carrying the child, and then the, the couple, I think, divorced. Oh. Uh, or the mother, I think, may have passed away. Oh, geez. So the dad went to adopt the child, but there's rules against men adopting kids from India. Oh, and So what? Th then the grandmother, or sorry, the mom, or the, this child's grandmother one day, uh, uh, adopted the child, and that's how they dealt with it. But, uh, you know, it does speak to the fact that we do need to be on, outside of a universal ban, like the Pope is asking for, international rules and regulations. I think the Indian government is actually stepping in to deal with this issue so it doesn't turn into a business and it yeah. shouldn't be, even though it has it's for not exploitative probably or anything, the last hopefully. 15 years, right? Jeez. But the broader issue of people wanting to be parents, I'm not sure this is where the Pope, well, he's going to go because of doctrine and, and what the, the interpretation of all, all of <clears throat> what he believes the Catholic faith is, the faith is about. And I understand that, but We've been using IVF for a very long time in this country, and the rules are very stringent in this country mm -hmm. when it comes to IVF, let's say, compared to the U.S. and the Octomom stuff that we heard about. Oh, yeah. But I'm very curious. I mean, do you, I mean, do you see the Catholic Church walking any of this back or may take time or do you think this is one of those things that are in the sand and it's going to be like this for a while? Yeah, I don't think they're going to roll that one back, especially given that proximity to countries where it is illegal, right? So it's, mm -hmm. you know, the Vatican in Italy. It's it's illegal in Italy. I don't imagine the Pope will come out or the church will come out and be like, hey, actually just kidding, especially because Pope Francis is kind of a little bit of a, a little bit of a hippie, I guess, compared to some of the cardinals <laughs> he has to answer to, which is an insane <laughs> thing to say about an 87-year-old man. But really, he has to kind of appeal to the more conservative 
conservative cardinals. And he has to kind of hedge the things that he says in this Catholic conservatism, whereas maybe he does, maybe he doesn't believe it. However, these babies uh, born via surrogacy, they can be baptized. At least there's that, I guess. There is that stipulation. I just think it's interesting. I think the Catholic families, if they want to make a family, however they feel the need to make a family, however they want to make a family, they can make a family. I was in the the OR room when they were going through the process and all that. And I remember talking to a woman, she was coming from Spain, flew to India. Okay. And uh, we, I met her and the surrogate mom who was carrying the child at the time. Whoa. And now it was, I think it was last year, the Pope said he compared surrogacy to womb renting, same sort of thing, <sighs> womb for hire, as I called it. He called it a threat to human dignity. What? And he s- referred to surrogacy as exploitation of women in poverty, part of a world in which the poor are victimized by commodity-driven and overly commercialized Western culture. There's so. a way in which poor women are exploited. There's many ways in which poor women are exploited. And I think that surrogacy might be one, but I think that there are other ones to talk about. And maybe <laughs> surrogacy isn't wholesale despic- despicable.